Welcome everyone. Welcome everyone to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today in the hot seat, I have Wanda Hall. A little bit about Wanda. She is a founder and creative director of Honey Vic Productions, a theater production company focused on challenging social issues by building a diverse community through performance. But before I let Wanda introduce herself, today's segment is going to be on combating social issues using theater. Welcome, Wanda, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I want you to go ahead and start off by telling us a little bit more about who you are and um, the company and what you have going on. Sure. Um, Honey Vic Productions, like you mentioned, we are a theater production company focused on challenging societal issues by building community and then uh, using performance to, to build that community. Um, so one of the things that we do at our at the theater company, we produce plays and we actually try to pull people in, not just actors, but other people in to, onto the stage and actually into our performance through our talkback session. So uh, we are going to actually be having a play. We're going to be trying to go back into the theater in November, fingers crossed, first week in November. Um, and we are looking to, and it will actually be our first play, which was Accelerating Change. And what that play is about is really talking about how do we accelerate change? How do we change the world that we live in? Um, and so we thought it would be perfect time to bring that play back out again. One, because um, we're not 100% sure theaters will be open again. And we figured we'd probably start with something where we kind of know if we can navigate the ins and outs of producing that play. Um, but also, it's the right time for those kinds of conversations. No? I would agree because it's the those type of conversations as well as the plays that let people know that, you know, there's so many moving pieces right now with the pandemic. There's been a lot of people who have passed away, which has created grief. There's been societal turmoil between racial groups. There has been turmoil with, you know, the government. So many things have just rocked us and has reshaped from what we used to think was normal. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, but you know, one of the things I've always felt strongly about is that, you know, we we have more um, control than we think that we do. We we should participate more in the world that we live in. Um, so even though there's a lot of turmoil happening, I still think that we need to come together and kind of you know talk about things. You know, the things that are actually happening and understanding it in a way where we can actually impact some change. So for example. I don't think that you know politicians are the answer. I don't think they can figure out what's supposed to be happening. Well, I think that's what we have to do. That's what I have to do. That's what you have to do. That's what our audience has to do. Um, so I do feel strongly that now is the time for those kinds of conversations to be happening. I agree. And it definitely takes all of us coming together to look for the ways that we're more alike versus the way that we're more different. And I like to coin the term um, courageous conversations is what I call them. And if we don't have those courageous conversations, then in theory, we're doing ourselves a disservice and stepping back into history versus progressing. Yeah, I agree. You know, not everyone knows or understands how to have those kinds of conversations. Um, but I do think it's important to find ways to include everyone. And that's what we're doing at the theater company. You know, we're doing that through, you know, as we have our performances, we always have talkback sessions where we invite the audience to participate in the conversation about what, what just took place on the stage. Um, we actually have some uh, virtual performances that we've done 
um, during the pandemic that we also think will generate those kinds of conversations. So for example, we have a like a little mini series is called Mama Does What. Not sure if you've seen it. Um, I'm in it. I wear a blue wig, which is pretty cool. But we do small little skits and we challenge, you know, what's happening in our society. Now we try to do the touch of humor. Um, and um, we also are inviting other people to be a part of that, that series. So I think we do have to find a way to have those courageous conversations, but find a way to invite people in, into those conversations, people who ordinarily might not feel comfortable having those kinds of conversations. And thank you. And when did you decide that this was the direction that you wanted to go with Honey Vic Productions, that you wanted to talk about these courageous conversations? You wanted to show the visuals while having a sense of humor, but while also honing in on these real subjects that really matter that other people may not be addressing because they're afraid to. Well, it's actually sort of a couple of tracks for that. So, um, you know, I kind of learned or felt along as a, as a child coming up as a kid that, you know, there are ways to express what you're feeling um, and what you're feeling is important. So I've always had that feel like I like it's important to express what's on the inside in some way, shape or form. And that's kind of how Honeybit came to be. Um, thinking about, um, you know, writing stories, writing plays, kind of create a cathartic experience where you can write and it kind of comes out and you feel like you've actually, you know, expressed something. That's sort of one track in terms of the theater company and the kinds of work that we do. Um, and it's sort of like my voice, you know, I, as a child coming up, I didn't feel like I had a voice. And so this is kind of like my voice. Uh, in terms of the series, Mama Did What, it kind of evolved. You know, we, it actually started off as just as a funny thing to do around, you know, um, people not wanting to wear their mask and wanting to make the mask and feel it because they're old, they don't need to wear a mask. But then as, as things changed and things evolved, the series evolved. And we started, you know, tackling issues like, you know, Black Lives Matter. We started tackling um, issues about the vaccine. We started tackling matters about uh, Asian hate. It just evolved because those are the things that were actually happening in the world. I like that and I'm glad that you guys started to really tackle those issues because some people were tackling them but they weren't tackling them in a positive manner they were mainly tackling them in a bashful manner and just stirring up the pot whereas we don't need any more pot stirs in my opinion we really need people to come to the table to share their views but also to be willing to listen to the views of other people and see things from a different vantage point and just ask ourselves okay why do they feel the way they feel okay is it something that i said that i could have said differently where we're here to really inspire, educate, and motivate each other while bridging the gap for the things that are like, you know, the flies on the wall, the elephants in the rooms. And we just really have to get back to those basics because I feel now the way the world is going, no one is willing to just get back to the root of things. Everyone is kind of scapegoating things because they're afraid of, oh, how how am I going to be seen? How is people going to perceive this? Am I going to say the wrong thing? When in actuality, I would tell people, I would rather somebody say a disclaimer, like, I'm not sure if this is going to sound okay. 
I don't know the answers to everything, but I'm willing to get in the trenches with you and figure it out. Or I'm I'm not a I'm not a racist, but I'm not a perfectionist either. Or something along those lines to kind of just, you know, put it out there and kind of wet wet the ground a bit, if that makes sense. Um, it, it does. It, it makes total sense. Um, and that's sort of the premise around accelerating change. Um, hearing, you know, there, there are two sides. There are, there are two points of views and bringing those points of views together in a way where people want to have a conversation about it. You know, they want to, and they, you, you kind of almost have to understand the nice thing about putting plays on the stage is that you create a world and people almost don't really have a choice. They've got to participate in that world. And so accelerating change is just, just as you described, you know, it's, it's two families. One family is a slave, uh, are slaves, and one family are the slave owners and their descendants through the years have to deal with racism. And how do you, know, what do they do to change that? And, you know, we're so used to thinking of it from the perspective of the person that's the slave with slave family, but the play also takes a look at what does it look like for the descendants of slave owners who want things to be better, who's ashamed of that past. How do they participate in that conversation to accelerate change? So that, that's that's exactly the premise of, of accelerating change, and I agree 100%. Yeah. Thank you so much for explaining the um, the premises behind accelerating change, because I think that's really going to drive home to some people. And it's needed in a time that we're in right now. Well, it's been needed, but... I feel like we took a lot longer to get here than we should because we already knew some of these societal issues were happening. But when it happened mainstream on national TV and it started to get publicized as well as ostracized, then that's when, you know, people's lens really started to um, focus in like the focal point. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, my, my concern is that it's temporary. You know, and I and I think until so I think these kinds of conversations, these courageous conversations, we need more of them um, because I think that's the only thing that's going to actually make me you know, move the needle and push the narrative forward. These kinds of conversations. Yeah. So when you think about Honey Vic Productions and you think about the other production companies out there, what are three things that set your company apart from your competitors? Wow, that's <laughs> that's that's a big question. Um, well, I, I think one of the things that probably sets us apart is that we, while we are producing plays, I really think of us as more of a community um, that we're actually bringing together people. And, you know, we've started out, of course, with people that we know, and now we're bringing more people in. So we're actually more of a community. Um, so I think that's that's one one up. I think that the playwriting is much better at my theater company because I'm writing the plays, of course. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I can't, you know, yeah, I think what's also different about our theater company or Sal and I is that we're, we're, we are willing to help people learn and we're willing to learn from other people, you know. So we're, we're not there, you know. I have uh, friends who are looking to go to Broadway, you know, which is fantastic. Um, I, that's not my goal, you know. My, my goal is to actually, um, you know, accelerate change. And I think that's what our theater company does. I think that's probably what differentiates us from other groups like that and it seems um every time you talk about honey big and the theater company that you built in um 
memory of your grandmother and your grandfather do light up each time and I want to go a little bit deeper because they were very pitiful, um, very impactful people in your life so your grandmother was honey and your grandfather was fit and you merged the two together to create the company but did you merge a little bit of their teachings into yeah. the company as yeah, well? Yeah I did so it's actually so my uh my grandmother was Vic and my grandfather was honey oh sorry thank you for correcting me that's okay um and i do so actually there is there is a scene as an act in accelerating change that's really based on my my grandfather my experience with my grandfather Um, and it it and the thing that stood out the most for me is the resilience that they had you know and uh, and my grandfather's very proud you know um and that 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 kind of warms my heart because I think that all the things I'm doing today, they'd be very proud of that, you know. Um, so that's so that's pretty cool. But the the thing about the you know the generations when um, I think we've all probably come this way through this way where if you come to the south, um, my mom moved to the north and left me in the south. My grandparents raised me for a bit. Um, and you know they sent money. My, you know, my mom sent money to help take care of me. And at some point, I then moved on to New York. Um, but I always brought with me that foundation from the South. Um, and I was brought. And I still I smile now to think of where where we were, where I remember where we were, where my mom was. My mom grew up in the very same house. And to think of where we are now, and to think that I have a theater company and I can actually voice some of that, it's, 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 it's extraordinary. So I, I smile because it is, it is very warm for me, you know? Oh, wow, that is amazing. So where exactly in the South did you grow up, Wanda? Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, okay, because I'm in the South as well, but I'm in Texas, which is, you know, some people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the other South. (laughs) Yes, the other South. And your video went away. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so. so, Some might like that, by the way, my video might go out. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. We saw the beautiful picture of you and your husband, Sal. Yes. Yes. Your your partner. Yes. Thank you. So can you talk a little bit about um, Sal, your partner, because he is a intricate part of, you know, the production company as well. Uh, Yes. I apologize. I don't know why my video keeps going in and out. But uh, yes, so uh, Sal's an integral part of of our partnership. Um, He is the one that actually inspired and encouraged me to actually go ahead and start the theater company. He's very, very encouraging. Um, And he is um, the part of the theater company that organizes everything. He he is the one that always does the talking. I I, I talk a lot, I'm very talkative, but he is the one that does all the talking and then the narrating and the facilitating. So he is um, a very huge part of the the wings beneath my wings. You'll love you love that I said that. 
That is amazing because when you're in business and you're building your brand and you're creating something that is going to build your empire, leave a legacy, and continue to make an impact, you definitely need to have a star player on your team that is rooting for you, especially on the days when you don't feel like rooting for yourself. Let's just be real. You need that person that will call you out and pick you up by your bootstraps and tell you, you need to get back in the game, get your head right, pull up, pull up on that negative, nasty behavior and go show the world who you are and what you can do. Yeah, that is definitely him. Yes. Yes. And just to go a little bit deeper, uh, Wanda, because the topic was social, um, creating social change using theater and theater is a powerful piece because sometimes when people see theater they only see certain parts of theater they never see truly the behind the scenes or the things that are uncut so I want you to walk us through meshing social issues and creating the change from that perspective and how you truly use theater to drive it home while you know doing the drama doing the courageous conversations doing the funny skits and stuff like that because nowadays sometimes you work with a lot of moving pieces with theater you have to have the right props you have to have the right actors and actresses you have to have the right sound qualities and stuff like that so has there been some hard challenges that you face while trying to portray your message? Yeah, I think one of one of the biggest challenges that we face is uh, finding African American actors. You know, I, I that was I was so surprised when we put up our first show, and that after it was just it was just it was a challenge. It was just very very hard. We were very fortunate. You know, sometimes you know you have to thank you have to thank God because He makes things happen. You don't even know how it, how that happens. It happens. We were very fortunate. We found a fantastic cast. I mean, we we learned a lot from them because our first production, and you know, hopefully they learned some stuff from us. But by and far, that is the biggest challenge um, that we face finding African American actors. Um, uh, a, another challenge related to that is I do I feel very uncomfortable. You know, having somebody play a role that they're not. And what I mean by that, you may not remember this back, like early days of TVs, like back in the 50s and the 60s. You know, you had actors; they were Caucasian actors playing Asian people, right? Or playing an Indian because they didn't. I don't. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And the biggest challenge is finding people to play those play those parts. So, for example, in our last play, we had a role that was a transgender role, and. Um, I, I went the route of trying to find the transgender actor and I was like really like knocked out. I mean, I, I, I can't find quite the right words. You know, I'm apologizing because my video keeps going in and out. I'm not sure why that's um, happening. No worry, we'll just roll with it because the, it's about the message that we're putting out there and how it's going to resonate with others. Okay. Um, so um, I was looking for a... Uh, for a transgender actor, and I kind of went the route of finding like you know Facebook group, trying to find them backstage. And I was, I kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say that I hit a wall. I want to say a wall hit me, 
Like I was told under no uncertain terms that I knew nothing about that community, so I should not be trying to, you know, get actors to be in, in my play. Which surprised me because I, I felt like the whole idea was to kind of break down the barriers, to break down the walls. And so I was really surprised that I couldn't do it. Fortunately, we, we were able to find someone who had the courage to actually do it. Um, so those, those are some of the challenges that you face, you know, when you're putting up a, you know, putting up a show. We actually had one uh, first show. One of our actresses had a death in the family and was unable to be in the show. And we found out, I think, three days before the show. And we were very, very fortunate we were able to find someone to um, take on the role. Within three days, they were off book and they were fantastic. So those are some of the some of the challenges that you do face when you're trying to put it. And the other thing is that you really can't, you know, you can control whether or not you had your props in the right spot or whether you've got the costumes, but you can't control whether people show up, you know? Oh, wow. And I would have never expected that you would have a hard time finding cast members that were African-American or transgender who were going to be bold and courageous to just really show up and show um, show out their authentic true selves, especially in New York City, where there's a lot of, you know, people who want to be on the main stage and the screens and stuff. But, you know, that's another that goes to show you that from the outside looking in, you may not necessarily necessarily know all of the things that are going on behind the scenes unless you have conversations like this to really understand what what is taking place and do you feel like looking back on you know that situation do you feel like maybe you guys were not um, casting or putting out enough information to drive in the right audience or what do you think the problem was yeah, I, I, I think the problem was is I was ignorant. I, I, I don't I didn't understand um, how how that all works. You know, I, I was trying to, you know, um, get actors from, from a group of people, from a marginalized group of people. I had no idea what the challenges were, what the struggles were, you know, what they were trying, what their mission is, what they're trying to accomplish. I literally knew nothing. And so I think what I've walked away from with that, from that situation, is with the with the deep respect that you know people people want to be heard. You know, you, you know, they're not waiting for you to to give them an opportunity. It doesn't quite work that way, you know. So I so I kind of walked away with the deep respect for that, you know. Thank you for sharing that. And why does diversity matter to you? Because we each have our different take on diversity, along with inclusion, equity, as well as equality. But more importantly, having all of them tied together is what's really going to drive change. Because in my opinion, you can't just have diversity without inclusion, without equity, and definitely not without equality. Um, yeah, I think for for me personally, diversity matters because when I uh, came to New York from the South, I was sort of like a nothing. Like you know, no one, that, you know, I came from a family community where everybody knew who I was, where everybody knew my name, and you know, when I moved to New York, no one knew me. I felt like a nothing. I felt, like, you know, kind of transparent. There's nothing there. So and it was always a part of me to want to be heard, to want to be seen. So diversity is important to me because I think everybody's entitled to that. You know, not just me, you know, not just you, everyone's entitled to that. I think it's important um, in the bigger picture because the world is diverse. You know, I don't, you know, it's not, 
you know, I feel like we've been kind of conditioned to think that, and I understand why, that it's something that we have to fight for. The reality is the world is diverse. There's just no way to get around that. You know, it's not all of one thing. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's important that I think everybody needs to be heard. Everybody, the, the, any, all the problems that we're facing, all the issues are only going to be resolved if we're all participating in that solution because we're all a part of the problem. You know, I, it, I, I kind of get mind boggled sometimes, but it, it's a process, you know? Mm, I could definitely resonate where, um, what you're saying, because you're not the only one that's feeling like that. There are many people who are feeling like they want to belong. They want their voice to be heard. They want to truly matter, whether it, you know, in society, whether it's at their job, whether it's with their family, whether it's at school or wherever they go, sometimes people don't feel like they have a sense of belonging and they feel like they don't right. matter when in actuality, they really do matter. It's just, they haven't, you know, found the right group of people to celebrate who they are. Genuinely, they have not really taken ownership to, you know, expound about their self-worth and who they are and then sometimes it's just like maybe growing up like how they grew up also conditioned them to feel a certain way when in actuality how they grew up was preparing them to be who they were destined to be if they shake off those um, bondages and strongholds but whenever you don't know what you don't know then we fall victim to society and the way that society wants to portray everything because like television for example some people says it tells you a vision of what they want you to be how they want you to act and how they want you to portray certain things or the media there's so many things on social media there's so many filters out there where now if you don't want to show your show who you are you could put on so many different filters to make you have fake eyelashes uh, make you remove all the blemishes make you look a little bit lighter than what you are and it's really stripping away that self-identity from people because people are always trying to be something that they weren't really created to be and it and it does 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 something to you um from the outside looking in as well as the inside looking out and I'm not sure if you've if this resonates with yeah. you or if yeah, you it, felt it does I feel like there isn't any individuality right everyone's trying to sort of be the same um and I, you know which I think there's no real there's no room for that you know, because I, I don't, and I also, I don't think that's going to move the narrative. That's not going to, you know, accelerate change. I think that, um, you know, when you, when you look at TV, for example, um, it's just, it's just mind boggling that everyone looks the same because <laughs> that's just not the way that the world is. It's just, you know, and so, you know, to me, the diversity, I'm not quite sure how to phrase it. I'm going to phrase it. It might be a little bit awkward, but diversity is period it's just it's not you know it's it, and it, it matters but it is and you know, when you look around it's, people are diverse you know we're diverse in terms of even the way we think you know even the way we speak you know even the you know um, you know our our sexual origin i think the, the world is diverse i mean it just is and it's just mind-boggling that you know and it's probably a topic for a different day for a different topic that you know we've been sort of brainwashed into thinking that we have to be the same 
to, to be of any value, to be of any worth. That's just mind boggling to me. I like that. And I'll close out on this little um, topic part as being the same as being lame because we were all uniquely created. So it's time for us to rise up and take ownership of who we are and truly be who we were created to be. Because being the same as someone is like being a robot. No one wants to be robotic. So it's time for you to break out of your shell and bust a move. And I tell people you need to (laughs) pop out and stand out. So now that we're switching gears do you see yourself having a play on being black in corporate because I know you've dealt with some stigmas in corporate America and being a black woman in corporate and it does something to you uh, yes so our last play acclamation did deal with that topic we had a, a, a one of the main characters um, who was not African-American, but he got promoted within the company because he looked African-American. And he kept saying, but wait a minute, I'm not African-American. No, 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 doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. You look black, that's good enough for us. And uh, so he kind of moves up the corporate ladder and then realizes that's not what he wants. That's not making him happy. and ends up leaving the company. And I think that it's almost sort of the same thing in corporate America. I think we kind of have to understand where we are in that um, because if, if, you, if you don't understand where you are in it, you could be giving up a whole lot more than you realize that you're giving up, right? Um, so I, I do think that corporate America, I, you know, I think, you know, like thinking about Black Wall Street, I feel like we need to be thinking more like that. How do we create something that we can be our authentic selves as opposed to being in corporate America where you've got to kind of, I don't want to use the word pretend, but you have to be like everybody else. You have to find a way to not to not be who you are, but who they want you to be, who they think you should be. Yes, I, I like that because it, corporate America tends to force you to recondition who you are in order to fit into the mold because it's their organization and they're trying to portray a narrative and they want you to either, you know, stand in solidarity and follow suit or get out of line and go find a place where you can fit in line. And it's exhausting because people, you know, some people are working to provide for their families as well as to provide for other things that they have on the side. So if they're not being given a, a fair chance in the work, in the workforce and no one else is trying to hire them then i feel the workforce is doing that individual a disservice because there are so many other people out here who may not be fortunate to have the same opportunities but by you discrediting and discounting some individual what is that doing for somebody else because they see what you're doing and they may not necessarily agree with it but they go along with it out of Uh, fear yeah i I agree i do i think that which is why i do feel like we have to find a way to kind of create the world that we want to live in and and and, and i'm speaking now specifically about african-american it's a different conversation we, we open it up but i think we have to start to think about how do we rely on one another um you know how do we how do we you know i think the images that we're putting out there are not realistic images how do we create a world where we're encouraging and supporting one another and i think that's i think to me that's where we need to be focusing our energies i think that's going to be part of that change within our community and i think it's going to also then you know give us back that um that worth that good feeling about who we are and our place in the world 
you know, like, like my grandfather had years ago. They didn't have much, but very, very proud of what they were doing and, you know, and the impact that they were having, you know. I think we need to start to, we need to find a way to do that now. I like that. And as we begin to wind down, Wanda, what are some tips that you would like the listeners as well as the viewers to gain from this conversation? What is your call to action to cause them to rise up and change where they are to set themselves up for a bigger, brighter future? Um, I think my tip would be find a way to be a part of the conversation the conversation that you think that we need to be having, find a way to be a part of that conversation. And that might mean starting that conversation. Um, so that's my, my, my biggest tip. I think that everybody has something to contribute, something of value, something that can help us move forward. And I think we all have to be in the conversation for that to happen. So my biggest tip would be, you know, be a part of the conversation. And if you don't know where that conversation is, you can't find it, start it. Zoom, you, you can start a Zoom account for free. <laughs> I love that. That was a beautiful gem. So be a part of the conversation. And if you don't find the conversation that you could be a part of, then it's time for you to start that conversation is what Wanda said. That is her personal CTA, also known as a call to action to really cause you to drive change because we need people who are not afraid to speak up. We need people who are willing to have my coin term, courageous conversations, because without Wanda, without me, and without you, we are not going to see the change that we want. So in order to see the change, you have to be the change that you want to see. And Wanda, I want you to tell the listeners and viewers once again, who you are, how they could connect with you on social media, and leave us with your contact information so they can reach Honey Vic Productions. Sure, I'm Wanda Hall, uh, Creative Director, Honey Vic Productions. Uh, You can find us on um, Facebook, Honey Vic Productions, uh, Instagram, Honey Vic Productions, uh, YouTube, Honey Vic Productions, uh, our website, Honey Vic Productions. You can reach me directly at hallwanda at icloud.com. That's H-A-L-L-J-U-A-N-D-A at iCloud.com. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. You just heard Wanda Hall with Honey Vic Productions. She's based in New York. And our topic today was combating social issues using theater. So make sure you go connect with her on social media. Follow the the production company to see all the incredible work that we're doing so you can accelerate the change that you want want to see and remember if you don't take actions today how are you going to secure a better future and until we chat next time peace love and lots of blessings signing out genesis amaris camp and wanda hall thank you bye-bye